Al, buddy, mm-hmm. pal of mine. Yes. yes. If there was some place that you could go on this planet of Earth, any place, where would you want to go? Man, my mom's been asking me that for months. I don't know the answer. <laughs> where would you go? The ocean. Just hey, right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of the ocean. No boat or anything. Just, just... get eaten by some deep sea creature <laughs> that we've never seen before. That guy just freaks me the fuck out. No, me too. It does. Like the idea the that there's fucking like, the scariest like place in the world. Yeah, like there's like just creatures down there that are like we have no idea what the fuck they are, and could just be so giant monsters. Like fuck that. It's so scary. That's why it scares me so much. The ocean is awful. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Go back in your deep sea holes. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from me. So many like horror stories from like sailors and stuff, and like all the myths are because the ocean is a nightmare. It's true, the ocean is a nightmare. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we are not talking about the ocean being a nightmare today. I mean, we do kind in one of. episode, kind of. Uh, but we're gonna talk about something else here on episode ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Of the season of Chuckle Pove. It's a podcast where we have conversations about anime, manga, video games. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And we're talking about an anime today. We are. An anime that was like, hey, you should watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's been on my watch list since you uh, told me to watch it, and I finally got around to it. One that you actually told me you were watching, so. We were good there. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but obviously connected to the last episode of anime we did. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it is uh, written by the uh, the same person, uh, Jugi Hanada. And this is a series that came out earlier this year, actually. So your one yearly <laughs> anime that you watched that's actually somewhat kind of recent. <laughs> Yay. Well, I guess you're watching Pop Team Epic as well, so you have two. Yeah. You got your you got your two down. You're good for the for the entire year. <laughs> Whoops. Could have been three, but we backed out of percent of five. Justifiably <gasps> so. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to be talking about uh, a show that came out earlier this year in the winter season called A Place Further Than the Universe. Or if you're like the Japanese title, you're like one of those types of people. Uh, it's called Sora Yorimo Toei Basho. That's the Japanese. I still don't understand that. Why is it Sora? Because Donald Duck's here. Oh, God. And he's not healing us. This guy is not in in any of that. Anyway. I know like four Japanese words and one of them is Sora. Thanks, Kingdom Hearts. Actually, I didn't even know it from Kingdom Hearts. Thanks, not Kingdom Hearts. I did learn Hikari from that though. I, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. They're just gonna they're just gonna play um the good Kingdom Hearts song Sanctuary. You know what? If they would You'd be okay with be, it. <laughs> yeah. But they won't because they hate me. 
And they're like, hey, you want to hear Simple and Clean another 15 times? No. Ugh. Play the good song. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we are, we're talking about that today. And it was, what, like 13 episodes? 13, 13, 13 episodes. 13 episodes. You, uh, so it's relatively short. You powered through them this past week. I did. And uh, that's what we were going to talk about today. One thing that going into this show that I was thinking about, considering like the way the whole thing is set up is like, oh, here's some girls are going to Antarctica. That's the, the basic, basic general premise of the show. Correct. You go into this thing like, oh, well, this is going to be a series that's, you know, primarily in Antarctica. Blah, blah, blah. Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> They're not there until, like, the last half of the... Or like, last, last third. Like, few episodes. Of, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's a lot of, like, build-up to, like, even getting there. And when you get there, like, you're barely there. And it's kind of surprising, in a sense. Because it's mm-hmm. definitely not what you would expect coming into the show just from the outset. It's the journey, not the destination. It's true. Like... I mean, you could basically split this the show up into thirds, where it's like the first third is getting everyone together, getting funds, getting finding a way to get on the trip. The second third is the trip on the boat to get there, and then the last third is being there. Makes sense. That's math for you. I would also include like the the flying part and the getting there part flying part yeah they fly from japan to I mean, australia okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense that's part of it it is part of it a small portion uh, so it's yeah episode. <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk about this we're going to go episode by episode because there's not a lot of episodes so we can do that yep that's uh, what we're going to do do you have any uh general thoughts you want to discuss before we dive into those or uh Yes. Okay. So, I guess generally, one thing that um, people probably know if they've listened to our Jared and Al Watch series is that I am a big fan of, like, girls supporting girls. Mm-hmm. Um, because often in media, whether it's Japanese, American, whatever, like, girls are always catty to each other and, like, unnecessarily have issues with each other. And that bothers me. Like, yes, that does happen, but it tends to be, like, the one thing that they focus on. So when an anime comes out that's like this, where it's, like, girls supporting girls and girls being friends and, like, not hating on each other for, like, stupid reasons, it's, it really, really is amazing to me. I love it. Generally, the writing on this was, like, superb in terms of, like, writing for weird teenage girls. <laughs> like that's definitely something that I I mentioned back when I talked about this in the mainline season I checkup episode is that like the writing is realistic in a way that like you can definitely tell that, you know, the four of them become friends just the way they talk to each other. Like they they have their in jokes with each other. They're like they dunk on each other constantly. Like, and, oh, yeah. and they're they, able they, to do that because, like, they have this trust in each other that it's, like, it's okay. Like, we can goof on each other and, like, no one's going to get hurt or anything. It's not a mean dunking. It, it's, uh, we're friends and we can do this yeah. kind of dunking. Like, if somebody else said some of the things to them that they say to each other, they'd, like, fight them in an instant. Yeah. But if it's, if but it's like, you're in group, like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to poke fun at each other. And that's just the way people are. That's the way friends talk. 
And yeah. the way this is written is like, it seems very realistic in that sort of way. Another thing that I really liked, which again, probably not surprising to you is, um, I did really like the art. So you may remember me talking to you about this earlier in the year. I mentioned that like, there's this show I'm watching and the art style reminds me of Suki Ga Kirei. Mm-hmm. And this is that show. Except like, it's not the same animation studio doing those shows. Like they're two completely different studios, but like they have that same like weirdness to them. Like that white, like outline over characters. Yeah. So like immediately, like when I first started watching, I was like, Oh, that's the same as that show. Like, I wonder if it's the same studio. And it's like, it's not, it's completely different. I was like, what, what is going on? <laughs> but yeah, the art. <laughs> um. So anyway, the art I really, really liked. And they they look different. Like the girls all look different. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's also kind of unusual. <laughs> like they didn't really run into any instances of same face. Mm-hmm. And you can always distinctly tell like who the other person is. Like um, the uh, long black hair girl. She has a name. The one whose mom was in Antarctica. Sure, I say. She's super tall compared to the rest of yeah. them. Like, super tall. Like, like she and, has, like, obviously, like, she looks like her mom, but, like, she doesn't look like mm-hmm. any, like anyone else in the in the right. entire, like, cast. Well, and even then, like, she looks not exactly like her mom. Right, right, so, yeah. Like, like there's sim- similarities, then, like, but it's not like, oh, it's just a direct copy. And, I mean, there are several characters throughout this, and... So I was very, very happy that there was a lack of same face going on because that does tend to happen mm-hmm. often. Um, I also really enjoyed the uh, the opening and closings. They're very good. They are good. It it just felt like more of a an inspirational type thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was fun and it wasn't like a very stressful show to watch. I mean, it, like yeah, uh, like except it's... for a few episodes for me. Yeah. But that's because it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will put out a warning that, uh, if you are also dealing with parental death things, like this, there are going to be a few rough episodes for you, but for the most part, it was, it was calm. This series definitely goes into that. And like, just the, the ways that, you know, how it it affects like a child, how a child like just deals with that and especially dealing with it head on and all of those like sorts of ideas and stuff like this is that those are definitely prominent in this series well and even then i'm an adult when it happened and it still well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, me, hit me in some feels yeah yeah yeah. so um that that can be tough and um there, there are a few episodes i was like okay mm-hmm. i can do this but it for the most part it's a very calm and relaxing anime to watch which is not a bad thing necessarily it's a like, it's what you would call very chill god good pun it is though like yeah it's it's really not a stressful show to watch and it's kind of an odd thing to say i guess but there were never any moments i was like wow you know i I have my adrenaline pumping let's go like it's it's basically like slice of life but infused with a lot of like emotional bits yeah so um and the characters are great. Yeah. Uh, super, super great. 
Hinetsu's the best. <laughs> Period. She has the best shirts. She does have the best shirts. Um, but without spoiling anything, Hinata is my favorite and I love her and I would protect her. And also she is fabulous. So, um, those are my overall thoughts. And I guess now we can get into like spoiler zones. Welcome to the spoiler zone. Where we go episode by episode. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. (sighs) I cannot believe so yeah, like obviously this is a show that came out earlier this year. So if you want to avoid spoilers, like, bye. <laughs> bye. We'll see you next week. Go watch the show. Like that's not. I mean, it's, like you said, it's thirteen episodes. You can get through it rel- relatively quickly. So it's not a hard watch or anything like that. But but yeah, it a show that came out this year. That's that's fair. To put out a spoiler warning and stuff. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, episode by episode. Thirteen yep. dangled episodes. Uh, so let's start with episode one. It's called One Million Yen for Youth. And I'm going to read these descriptions from Wikipedia. If you've never heard of that, now you know. Never ever. Uh, let's see here. Mari Taka- Tamaki, excuse me, Mari just f***ing up. <laughs> <laughs> A second year high school student who fears she has not been making the most of her youth contemplates skipping school and going on an impulsive trip but is too scared to go through it. One evening, she comes across an envelope dropped by a girl, discovering it contains one million yen. The next day, Mari finds the girl who had dropped the envelope, Shiraisei Kobuchizawa, who had been saving up the money to travel to Antarctica and find her missing mother, Takako. Taking an interest into Antarctica herself, Mari decides to join Shiraisei in her journey. In her journey. 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 <laughs> so yeah, like, obviously, the, uh... The premiere episode kind of like gives you a a decent sense of like here's Mari, here is Shiraise, and like how their characters are kind of kind of are in the very beginning. Uh, you learn that Kimari is like very is very aloof, kind of, and like she's just she's feeling like oh I need to do something, like I gotta do something to capture the essence of youth. I need to go somewhere and do something like that, and then like. Her friend, um, what's her face? Megami. It's just like, no, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop. And then obviously you learn a little bit about, should I say here, about how people make fun of her because she wants to go on this trip to Antarctica and she basically gains the nickname Antarctica from it. Yeah. And she's gathering all this money up so that she can go and by hook or crook, she's going to go and do it. And nothing is going to stop her. And then, obviously, she loses her money. Mari picks it up. And then that's kind of how those two meet and hit it off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to add anything or not. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yay summary. But, no, it, it was a cool way to start it because um, I thought it was funny that Kamari, like, in this first episode at one point, she's like, I'm going to skip school. And then, like, completely backs out of it and that really gives you a good like mindset of like all right this is who we have as a pro tag this is who she is this is how she is like if that's not a the best way to set her up i don't know what is because you can tell she's determined but then at the same time she's just hesitant she's not impulsive she's not 
Um, except for with her bangs. <laughs> baby Dia bangs. She has baby Dia bangs. Which, if you don't know what um, that means, go listen to Jared now. Watch. Yep. Yep. Like I said, it's a it's a good way to set it up, and um, like when I saw that stack of money, I'm like, oh, <laughs> what is happening here? Um, it was also funny because when she was trying to figure out who dropped the money, she's like, she has hair down to here, and she's like this tall, and they're like, um, there are not that many people at a school with hair that long, so she should be easy to find. <laughs> um, but it also kind of sets up that like. The, the girl's been, like, bullied for wanting to find her mom, which is, like, really upsetting. Yeah. Um, and I, I understand that, like, Japan is more of, like, a collective society and, like, going against the norm is usually, like, uh. um, So for her to, like, work all these jobs and try super hard and say, like, I'm going to Antarctica and, you know, not worrying about anything else. I can understand to an extent, like, how that would be considered odd, but at the same time, like, bullying is not okay. Right, yeah. Um, it's a good introduction, though. And there's, um, there's a part in this that was, like, the most adorable thing in the world where, um, Kimari's talking and, uh, the other girl who I cannot ever remember her name, but she just gives like the brightest smile in the world because Kamari is actually like listening to her and believing that she can make it and all. And she's so happy that somebody finally is like, yeah, you could do this. This is cool. <laughs> it, it's like the cutest thing. That smile is just massive. Obviously, like if you listen to Jared and I watch, you've heard us talk about another certain protagonist, but Kamari reminds me a lot of Chica. She does remind me a lot of Chica. I mean, obviously, like, they, they have, like, a similar look. In terms but of, they like, also have to say, like, let's yeah. make the most out yeah, yeah, of yeah. Our, my youth. Mm -hmm. And they're very, like, and, driven and determined. And they will they are ride or die for their friends. Mm -hmm. Very, very supportive. Even, like, when they just meet them, they're like, you know what? Yeah, this is fine. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. But, they, yeah, she's very ride or die, too. So she she's definitely... Chica-esque. Yeah. Which is fine with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Give us more Chicas. If you listen to that podcast, you will know how much uh, we, we both are like Chica fans. Chica is a good girl. Yep. Oh, well, let's talk about the second episode. Okay. It is called Kabukicho Fremantle. Needing money for a flight to Fremantle... It's a place in Australia where a civilian expedition towards Antarctica is scheduled to depart from. Mari begins working at a convenience store alongside co-worker Hinata Miyake. Having overheard Mari and Shiraisi's conversations, Hinata also takes an interest in going to Antarctica and joins in on Shiraisi's plan. Later, the girls go to Kabu uh, Kabukicho, Tokyo, which if you uh, if you're a fan of the Yakuza games, <laughs> that is the city they uh, they parody with Kamurocho. So it is, Jared, that's a sentence I never, or a crossover I never thought I would go. encounter. The red light district of Shinjuku. Yep. <laughs> I just want to see fan art now of like the girls in in, in there, and then just carry <laughs> you just walking by as well. Oh my god! <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. I am very disappointed with the internet. 
Oh, man. Uh, but they go there to try and carry out a plan to sneak aboard the exhibition, only to get discovered by two of the team members, Kane Maikawa and Yumiko Samajima. Despite offering the money she had saved as sponsorship for the expedition, Shirai is unable to convince Yumiko and Kane to let them come on the expedition, as they have their own plan to gather the funding needed. This is our introduction to Hinata. It is. She's so good. Which you don't really learn love- a lot about her, like, in the very beginning. Like, you know, like, through how she meets with uh, Mari with them being worker- co-workers and stuff, like, you learn that, like, she's not in school for some reason. Why did his- Why is she telling me where to go? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't talk to my phone. And that basically, she's just like, sure, I'll go on this thing with you, whatever. Yeah, she's like, sure. All right, cool. I mean, you do find out that she uh, doesn't go to school. Yeah. But that she's planning on taking insurance exams. That she has basically like a GED. Yeah, which is which was interesting because I don't. I I really hadn't heard of like the equivalent of a GED in Japan. Yeah, I don't know how that works in Japan, but she's like sixteen and already has her high school diploma, so that's good for her. Mm-hmm. Um. I love her. I love her so much. I think she is wonderful. She always has like these weird quotes she she just attributes to herself. (laughs) She does. She has like these quotes that are like supposed to be inspirational. Like who says that? Watashi. (laughs) Which is great later on when they're like, she keeps on doing that and there's like, oh, is that another one of your inspirational quotes? (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're often really good quotes though. (laughs) Uh, also, this is just like a a really goofy episode where they're trying to figure out ways to to get money or to like get into the the meeting where the the expedition's kind of being held at, and it's just like the dumbest thing that they're trying to do. Yeah, like the the one thing that they do is they're trying to like seduce a male member of the team, <laughs> and they're like, "We can't do it. We can't do it. You have boobs. Go out there." And then like. They push the one and she like bows to them. <laughs> um, that one was pretty funny. The fact that they were like trying to figure out who had the biggest boobs of the group, even though like you couldn't tell because they weren't like dressed in a way that you could tell. And then like they eventually just get chased by the the members of the expedition group. Which this made me think something about Hinata and it turns out that I was right. Um, I was pretty proud of myself because I was like, she can run Mm -hmm. because she ran in a very, very different way than the other two girls and from like the adults. Which means like, hey, she probably has some sort of training in that. Right. I was like, she must have been on some kind of like track team or something because you don't just run like that. Yeah. So I was pretty proud of myself. Also, I think uh, you get, like, a brief, brief, brief introduction to Yuzuki here. Like, you, they see her going into that meeting as well. Yeah. But they don't know, like, who it is or anything. It's like, you just see her and, like, that's it. Um, This is also the episode where, like, Kimari almost gets into, like, an escort job, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, she's like... I can take this job and somebody's like yeah no you can't do that and then later on uh the the main long hair girl is like hey look i found a job for you and she's like 
oh, you didn't know, but I had to be told too. <laughs> uh, but like yeah, they eventually, sorry. I was just saying, don't be an escort. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but eventually they get like a, they're able to talk with the, some of the members of the expedition and Shiraise is like trying to explain like, I need to do this. I need to find like, I need to find my mom. And like, obviously like the, the members of the expedition knew her mom. They know her. Right. And they like, they know why she's doing this. And they're just like, no, you're not going to, we're not doing this. Like we're not bringing on high schoolers to do this because that's such a huge liability risk. And it would cost a lot of money for all of you to come. And also like, do you really have your head in the right place? Do you really want to go to go there? And like, that's like the explanation they give her for like, just denying her outright right now. And also, they 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 need, they need money, but they're like, "Hey, we can't accept funding from you." Right. So yeah, uh, that leads us to the next episode. It's called "The Followbacks Don't Stop," which also I like about this this series is that like all the 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 title cards are like Instagram posts. Yeah, that was funny. I like that a lot. It's a really good touch. Uh, for this episode, the girls are approached by Yuzuki Shir Shiraishi. Which is totally not confusing. <laughs> a child actress who had just been chosen to go on the Antarctica expedition as a reporter, who asked Shiraise to go in her place. However, Yuzuki's manager and mother, Tamiko, is adamant about Yuzuki going as part of the job. As part of her job. As Yuzuki remains defiant, Tamiko proposes that if Shiraise, Mari, and Hinata can convince Yuzuki to go on the expedition, they can accompany her. Asked why she does not want to go, Yuzuki explains how she never got to make any true friends because of her acting career, becoming surprised when Mari gives her a hug. The next day, the girls invite Yuzuki to hang out with them as proper friends, prompting her to agree to go to Antarctica as long as they come with her. This is a really cute episode. Because mm -hmm. um, it was really sad. Like, you you see parts of her, like, trying to make friends. She even asked, like, the people who sit in front of her at school, like, will you be friends with me? They're like, yeah, sure. Here's our phone number. Let's take a picture. And she's like, no, no, no pictures. And then, like, you see that they're, like, leaving the chat group and stuff with her like throughout the the episode like oh no because she just says doesn't have time to like hang out with them or anything like that and she constantly has to like turn them down so like they just get fed up with her and and ditch her essentially also <laughs> it was interesting because like at some point they've realized like oh this is who this is and she's going on the trip so like <laughs> they're all just like trying to convince her like hey call up her manager and tell her that like hey i'll go on the trip instead I'll do it. Get your way into that trip by this. And like, she's about to like call and then like Yuzuki just shows up at her home and they're all just like, what the f <laughs> And that's how like they get introduced and everything. We also learned that, um, Shirase. Yeah. Uh, is terrible in front of a camera. Yes. She cannot do it. Uh, so that's a big question of like, hey, can you replace her? Oh, no, you, you can't because you, really you can't. can't act. Um, so it became really important. They, they basically decided like this is their last chance to go is by convincing her. But it also isn't just about convincing her at this point. Like they realize, okay, yeah, she really does need friends and mm -hmm. they're willing to hang out with her even like if she says that she doesn't want to go and like she realizes at the point, okay, like they do want to be friends with me. This is what having friends feels like. 
which like she's and, not really felt that before so she's like very confused and surprised by it because like once like when they go to invite her to hang out i think like the next day like she just like breaks down and cries mm. there was like a weird part with a ladder and pjs oh right yeah yeah i don't even think that was real was it a dream i feel like that was part oh. of a dream sequence it was weird because they're all like at at the window and their pjs with a with a ladder like come on <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh I guess we move on to episode four. Mm-hmm. It's called Four Caterpillars. <laughs> this was cute. Uh Mari gets in trouble with her mother after she fakes her signature on a permission slip and is tasked with passing all of her tests. With the threat of studies looming, Mari and the others head to a summer training camp for the expedition, where they meet the t- the team captain, Gein Toto. The girls first take part in a route mapping exercise where they must determine a route and place flag markers down. While spending their first night in a tent, Shiraisei explains how Gein went with Takako on a previous Antarctica ex- expedition that the latter did not come home from. Early the next morning, Mari comes across Gein, who shows her the sunrise and tells her what Takako was like. Is this the episode where Mari gets kicked out of her, like, almost gets kicked out of her home? And, like, her mom's very passive-aggressive to her? Um, This is the one where her mom, like, has a spoon ladle is gonna yeah. like threaten her and her dad her dad comes out and he's like hi everybody and then like sees the mom and then like, shuts the door and stays outside and Mari's like dad dad help me and, like banging on the door and he's like I'm sorry because this is the thing like she's the mom has bought like all this like f- good stuff that Kimari likes and she's like all right this is awesome yeah and then her mom's like so what's this about this Antarctica trip and Kimari's like uh oh. <laughs> Uh, so she's like, it's bad when I find out from the neighbors that my daughter is going on this trip. Uh, and the whole permission slip thing was so that they could get off time in December from school. Right. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go very well. Uh, but yeah, her, her dad just stayed outside and listened to the, to the chaos. She's also like the first time we see her dad in the entire series, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because uh, uh, before that, we'd just seen her mom. Mm-hmm. So, and this is also the only time we see her dad. <laughs> I think we might see him, like, in a at the glimpse end. later, but... Maybe at the end, when she comes back? I don't think he talks anymore, though. I think that was, like, his only line. <laughs> yeah, I think he just, he's just there. <laughs> he's just the he's dad. Just um. But, yeah, so, the... The training trip is also funny, which is where the four caterpillars thing comes from because their sleeping bags make them look like caterpillars. Because <laughs> uh, they're trying really, really hard to do a good job and get the flags right and all. And um, the main expedition lady's like, wow, they're really off track. And then the other one's like, well, they're doing better than I did my first time. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, they were trying so hard to get it right. And because um, they don't want to be like liabilities, right? Uh, and there's like a bonding moment at one point with Mari and um, the head of the expedition, like looking at the sunrise or sunset. Yeah. One of the sun versions. The sun. The sun in one of its phases. <laughs> I don't remember if it was sunrise or sunset, but they have like a moment. 
kind of like cements the whole thing of them going. Good, Even good if they didn't moments. get the flags right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about episode five. All right. Dear my friend. As the Antarctica expedition draws nearer, Mari's childhood friend Megami starts to act jealous toward her. On the day before the expedition, Megami tells Mari that people have been spreading rumors of her, only for Shirase and Hinata to show up and take her to karaoke to blow off some steam. Afterwards, Mari tells Megami of how she wanted to become strong so she would not have to rely on her all the time. The next day, Megami reveals she had been the one spreading bad rumors about Mari and Shirase, realizing she had been dependent on Mari relying on her. Rejecting Megami's request to break off their friendship, Mari joins the others as they set off on their first leg of the trip. Oh, man. <laughs> so this episode had some some moments because I sent you a message early in the episode. I'm like, this girl needs to learn how to be a better friend. She's not supportive. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, just you wait. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she basically like reveals that she was the one who told her mom that like she was going to go... And she's been telling all kinds of rumors about, like, the bad things that they were doing. Like, she started a rumor that they were doing the escorting mm-hmm. in order to to get to Antarctica. Yeah. Which, you know, that's... That can do a lot of damage to you. Yeah. Um, so that's not a good friend at all. But Mario's like, yeah, no, we're still friends. You can't just break up with me like that. That's not cool. Which is... It was interesting because, like... Mari during this point is like trying to include Megami into like the the Antarctica group, but like, hey, you're mm-hmm. my friend. You can come join all my other friends. And obviously, like Megami's like just doesn't want anything to do with it, which Mari just doesn't see. I think the other two kind of get a hint of, yeah, that, like she's not really like wanting to be here. And obviously, you get the dichotomy of like Mari wanting to become stronger to break away from having to be re- to rely on her friend all the time and Megami is like the kind of the same where she's like she's grown to depend on ha- having to be reliable in that sort of sense but also just I like how this 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 episode ends because you kind of think like oh well they're gonna have this huge blow off and like they're just not gonna be friends anymore and Gamari just like takes that entire notion and trope and just like spits in his face like you we're still gonna be friends yeah and she's just like denied nope you're still my friend you're stuck with me (laughs) and her friend is always like no no we're not friends anymore and it's like yes we are we're friends i don't know what you're talking about um also the karaoke scene was hilarious because at first it's like the other two singing um hinata and uh mari and like you need to join us. You need to join us, Rase. She's like, no, 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 no. And then, like, they show the Instagram post of her just, like, standing on the table, belting it out. And I think the other two are covering their ears or something. <laughs> it was great. Classic. And um, the the idol girls, like, oh, they're doing karaoke? <laughs> and there's a mention, I think it's in the next episode, but she mentions it once again about the karaoke. And they're like, yeah, you, you didn't want to be there. <laughs> Uh, so now we're we're heading towards, we're on the trip. We're getting towards the trip. We're making our way downtown. Walk it fast. Faces pass. And we're Australia bound? We'll Singapore bound first. 
All right, Singapore first. <laughs> uh, episode number six called <laughs> Welcome to the Durian Show. Oh, God, the Durian. As the girls arrive in Singapore for a two-day layover before boarding the connecting flight to Australia, Hinata discovers that she, apply she, she appears to have lost her passport. With not enough time before their next flight to obtain a new passport from the embassy, Hinata accepts that she may have to miss out on the expedition altogether, much to Shirase's objection. The next day, as the girls find themselves unable to change their tickets for a later flight, Shirase offers up the 1 million yen that she had saved to change them to business class, to business class tickets so they all can go together. Later that evening, however, Shirase discovers that Hinata's passport was in her purse the entire time, as she had been holding onto it for her, for her after coming out of the customs while Hinata was tying her shoe, then forgot about it. With the travel situation resolved, Mari and Yuzuki punish Shirase and Hinata for the trouble they have caused by having them eat durians. <laughs> Which, if you don't know about durians, you don't want to eat them. Yeah, you don't. Mm -mm. For one, they smell really yeah. terrible. Ugh. Um, I love that, like, at one point, Mari's like, hey, I got some durian ice cream, try it! And then, like, they all try it, and they're like, Hah! this is gross! <laughs> so that was, uh, a big whoops. And, um, I think this one is an interesting episode in terms of, like, friendship building. Right. Uh, because while you've mostly covered like everything that happens in the episode the main meat of it is like Hinata is very like self-sacrificing at this point she's like you know what you, you need to go you need to go this is your trip um you know I'll figure out what to do I'll just go home um uh, Shirase is like no you are going <laughs> you're here you're part of my team <laughs> and like this is a good part of like character building for her as well because later on we see more of this personality. But at one point she's like, "Nope, I'm taking care of this." So she like goes to the counter and um, is trying really hard to speak English, mm -hmm. and so she's like yelling at them like four tickets here, money," <laughs> and like is trying to give them her million yen and. I mean, she's determined she, that Hinata is going with them no matter what. And, like, that that was a really good character moment for her, in my opinion. Because so far, it's kind of been, like, I don't want to say mostly one track of, like, I must get to Antarctica. But this is a point where you're like, okay, she really is starting to care about these girls as well as the trip. And also, like, it furthers, should I say, in Hinata's relationship. Yes, because we really haven't seen a lot of like these other dynamics that are within this group quite yet. And that becomes important again later. Mm -hmm. Very um, much so. It was good. It was it was really really good and um it was good that they were able to get the money refunded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they were, but they got the money back. I guess it is fiction. They had to eat the durians. They had to eat the durians. Also um I'm trying to remember, at this point, we've had Hinata with an Onigiri shirt. Um, she had another one. Oh, uh, Shrimp Tempura. Yeah. So those are the two that we've had so far. We get a third one later on, but... She just wears shirts with, like, snacks on them, and it's real snacks good. Snacks on it. I love it. I love her snack <laughs> shirts, but we get the later one in Antarctica, and I love that one. Uh, so that leads us to episode number seven. Mm -hmm. It's called The Ship That Sees the Universe. 
Arriving in Fremantle, the girls tour around the expedition ship to film a report before departure. While helping out the other workers, the girls begin to worry about how understaffed the expedition is and become curious as to whether Kane is hiding some sort of some kind of plan from them. Later that night, Shiraise speaks to Gin about how Takako disappeared and their drive to go to Antarctica once more. It's a very tiny explanation of that episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I remember that they are sent on a mission to, like, go get food supplies. And one of the guys is like, yeah, that's a really understaffed mission. Like, they should have more food than this, blah, 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 blah. And so they go in and it's like, hey, everything okay? And um, the wavy-headed lady is basically like, yeah, so... um, Funding wasn't really guaranteed, but there are some things that we just couldn't tell you. And But we're here, and we're going to make it work. And also, like, it's more of an introduction of, like, who's on the boat. So yeah. you get to meet, like, the cook lady. And you get to meet, like, the, the one short-haired guy who's questionably pervy. <laughs> questionably like, she, pervy. <laughs> well, she tells him at one point, like, you stay away from the high school girls. You in particular. Um... Even though, like, he ends up having a crush on somebody else later. Yeah. But it's more of, like, here's the boat. Here are the people. You get to meet the captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like a transition episode. And I think at some point, either it's this episode or before that, like, they, they talk about how there hasn't been an expedition in quite a while. So getting the funding to to actually go back and do all this is a lot of money. So... They are very understaffed because, you know, people just aren't signing up to go. And obviously supplies are going to be limited because you are, you're not getting as much funding as perhaps the last time you went and there's not as many people to help. So like they, everyone on this ship has to do, has to like pull their weight. Contribute. Yeah. Which includes the girls. So that's why they have to go get food and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. They eventually get to... Peel potatoes. Peel potatoes. Uh, is this the episode where at the end, like, they have, like, the, um, they have people give speeches, like, right before they leave? And sure, I say it's, like, just, like, gives, like, some, like, real awkward speech. I don't remember. At some point that happens, but I don't remember yeah. the, the gist of it. Um... But anyways, let's talk about the next episode. It's episode number eight. It's called Howling, Maddening, Screaming. Sounds I wonder like what's going to happen here. Sounds like a Savage Garden album. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> uh, the ship finally sets off on its voyage with Mari voyage. and the others tasked with various jobs around their report before, or alongside with... Uh, blah, blah, blah. They're tasked with various jobs alongside their report before training on the deck to build stamina. The novelty of the journey soon wears off, however, as everyone starts feeling seasick, which only gets worse as the ship starts sailing through some fierce currents. While downhearted when comparing themselves to the more stamina-inclined shipmates, the girls cheer up when they first they get a first-hand taste of the waves and soon get used to riding the boat as it begins its approach to Antarctica. So this is where they peel potatoes. This is where they peel potatoes. This is where I started watching with you. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so, again, we get more of, like, you have to contribute, and you get to go up onto deck and 
exercise we're jumping rope and we're trying to run mm-hmm. and we find out that basically like everybody's horribly out of shape except for uh jurassic because she's probably been putting in some kind of work mm-hmm. um but the rest of them are like <laughs> like at one Which point like they're insane. they're about to go run and kimari's like let's do this yeah and she just like bolts <laughs> off running and the others just like that was a terrible idea and yeah, nope. they just catch up to her like a little bit later and she's just like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> completely out of breath yeah um a lot of this episode is them like puking yeah just getting acclimated to to the sea life and then and then yeah they just get like horrifically seasick because <laughs> they're like because one of the uh the older ladies comes in and is like hey did you, have you guys been taking your anti-seasick medicine they're like you're supposed to keep taking it it's like yeah Yeah. it's medicine yep uh they end up like bolting their stuff to the the wall because she's like yeah there's like the 40 50 60 or which i think is like angles or something yeah and they're like huh i wonder what that could be oh we're falling off the bed (laughs) so like yeah half this episode is just them laying in bed just thinking they're dying and be like, I can't, oh God, <laughs> who knew the trip to Antarctica would be this way? Or are we even going to make it there? Is this episode where they end it by putting, like, by stepping down on the ice? No. Or is that That's the, next, the next, episode? next episode? This is the episode where it ends with them going outside during the storm and just getting showered with waves. Right, which I was saying, like, that is a terrible idea to go out there while the waves are like that. That's a good way to get off the boat. Yeah. And die and end up in them. the middle of the ocean with all the weird animals. But like they do that and everyone's like, oh, we're fine. Yeah. We're good now. Well, I mean, they couldn't have like five episodes of like, oh, we're seasick. Oh. <laughs> I get old really fast. Yeah. Uh, so the next episode, episode number nine, is called Antarctic Love Story, parentheses, Blizzard Arc. Oh, this is the one where the guy says he has a crush. Yeah, and you were like, oh, excuse me? <laughs> I was worried at first, and then I, I remembered, and this is always my, my go-to, is like, <laughs> Jared wouldn't have me watch this if there was something creepy in it, yeah. so. Uh, I, I realized very quickly that he wasn't going to have a crush on the high school girls, luckily. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a bait and switch on you, because like, they, they have the, like, yeah. it, we'll get to the, the episode summary here in a second, but like, they have like one of the older guys come up to Shirai say, and he's like, I'm in love! And she's like, what? And then it goes to the opening credits, and then afterwards they're like, oh, you're in love with this person. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, one of the crewmates, Toshio Zaizen, reveals that he has fallen in love with Gein, asking should I say for any information about her. Feeling that it might spice up their report, the girls decide to interview Gein to see if they can learn anything about her love life. Later, Gein, who has been worried about... who has been worried that Shiraisei hates her after Takako disappears, speaks with Shiraisei, who is is herself conflicted about how to feel. Just then, the ship is forced to break through a large sheet of ice standing in its path, during which Gin recalls the last transmission she received from Takako. As Toshio ends up giving up on his crush, the the girls finally set foot on dry land. Okay. It's not really dry land, but that's It's icy land. It's icy land. Um, And ice is water, just in a solidified form. Uh, so yeah, this episode is 
more about learning the dynamic between Strasse and like the expedition leader because like we knew that they were acquainted but we find out more that like she was really good friends with her mom and that she was the one who got the last transmission from her mom and she holds like a lot of guilt Mm -hmm. and like is afraid of how how Strasse thinks of her and also like you also see like these these you know uh things in the past where like Takako would like leave Gein and Shirase together and Gein's like I don't know what to do I don't have kids what am I supposed to do what are you <laughs> how do kids work she's like the one thing where Shirase is like trying to like play like she's at a store and giving her change she's like that's not money D- don't give money to strangers <laughs> don't give money to strangers the only thing they find that they have in common is they both love penguins Yes, they do both love penguins. So, like, they they see some a- penguins at one point, like, and they both, like, go go up to them, or, like, go like go to the railing, and they're like, penguins! And they're, like, right penguins. next to each other. And then, obviously, afterwards, they have, like, this discussion of, like, hey, what are our feelings about each other? Yeah. And it's like, this so, is I mean, real complicated. It's, it's a good episode to have, to learn, like, yeah. what kind of dynamics there. Which is, it's interesting because they frame it in such, like, a way that it makes it seem like it's going to be, like, a comedy episode, but it's totally not. Yeah, and I mean, there are comedic moments. Like, the guy gets totally shut down in certain instances, and, like, them trying to interview her about her love life is ridiculous. Uh, And then, like, the cook lady is afraid at some point that she's, like, redirected his crush onto her. She's like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean me. So, I mean, there's there's some comedic moments, which is good, but it's mainly just like, hey, what's their relationship? Mm-hmm. And also getting onto the icy land, which is funny because everybody, like, lets Strasse down first. Like, hey, you should be the one to step mm-hmm. down first. This is fine. And then, like, she has, like, shaking shoulders. So, like, oh, no, she's crying. What do we do? We need to comfort her. And then she just starts, like, screaming. <laughs> she's like, you just hear, like, briefly kind of like, Face. and like what and she's like in your face and just starts screaming it <laughs> which is like which it's perfect because like at that moment you realize how f- petty she is and it's so, so good funny. and she did say like in an earlier episode that she was going to do that yeah. but i thought she was joking no no she was not joking she uh she just screams it and then they start screaming it with her but and like the rest of the was, crew does was... as well but like she's like basically like yeah all, all of you people who said i couldn't do this all you people who made fun of me because i wanted to do this like Fuck you i did it i did it but yeah that that is uh they're making it more towards antarctica now like they're they're pretty much on the path like they set to break yeah, through the ice basically... and then they get They'll get helicoptered over to the base, which that happens this episode. It's called episode number 10. That's not what it's called, but it's the episode number 10. <laughs> it's called episode number 10. Uh, it's called Partial Friendship. Uh, the girls arrive at Showa Station, where they'll be stationed. At the station. At the station. As everyone gets the station ready, Yuzuki, who had just been offered a role for a drama, becomes curious about what point she officially became friends with the others. As the crew enjoys... Excuse me. As the crew enjoys a Christmas party... Yuzuki becomes further confused about what friendship means when Mari cries after she proposes having friendship contracts. Later that evening, Mari tells Yuzuki about how she views her friendship with Megami before everyone shows up for a belated birthday celebration, giving Yuzuki her first birthday with friends. Yay! Yay. 
Yeah, this was the weird, like, sending you off with, like, Santa costumes. Yeah. Because, like, you kind of forget, like, where exactly this is, like, date-wise. And it's like, oh, I guess it's kind of around Christmas. That makes sense why there's random Santas on the boat. And reindeer. And reindeer. Also, at one point, Sharice uh, <laughs> and Hinata are, like, trying to like they have to be part of like the christmas party festivities and they're dressed up and Charisse is like are, are there good kids here are, are there good kids here <laughs> and everyone's just passed out and he just like yeah why are we doing this skid there's no reason to <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> but yeah this this whole episode is basically yuzuki coming to terms with like trying to understand what friends are she gets this, she gets yeah. this drama opportunity and she gets uh she's been accepted for it she's like oh i got accepted for this but now that means like when we go back we're not gonna be able to hang out as much and everyone's like yeah that's fine like we obviously it would be hard for us to hang out anyways because you know we live far apart from each other but like it's not gonna be that big of a deal and yuzuki's like what i what i don't i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) so like she tries to figure like okay when did all you guys you guys were obviously good friends when you came to meet me right and they're like no we just kind of met like, we were still kind of figuring that out. And she just has a hard time coming to terms like, oh, well, we you have to become friends at this point. You have to be asked to become friends. That's how this works. And then, like, the whole friendship, like, here, sign this. It's a friendship contract. And Kivari just like, is like, what are you doing? Did you not think we were friends? <laughs> it just freaks out. Yeah. And, like, all this time, it's like, uh, sure, I say it, Hinata, on, like, the... the uh, <laughs> in the background trying to like talk to Yuzuki like here's exactly like we don't know how friends become friends like it's just it's just something that happens <laughs> and all the while they're having this conversation it's like <laughs> one of them will talk and then like Hideta will look at the say for her help and then she'll just like start golfing down food like nope I can't talk <laughs> I'm eating yep <laughs> real good <laughs> they have such an interesting dynamic yeah. I love it uh, but yeah, basically they kind of find out like, oh, Yuzuki's birthday was when everybody was seasick. When everyone was seasick, so we should celebrate with her. We 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 did this in secret. We made a cake for her, and it's the first time Yuzuki's been able to to have friends like celebrate her birthday, and she's very excited for. You know, she sneezes and ruins the the birthday wish. She sneezes. She's like, I messed up my first birthday with friends. <laughs> and they're all just like, ah, you goober. But yeah, like, uh, they basically solve this because, like, Mari and Yuzuki kind of have, like, this this conversation about Mari's friendship with Megami. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's, like, Mari's, like, yeah, like, we had this kind of bad send-off. Falling out. Bad falling out when I, when I left. And, like, I still talk to her. Like, I still send her texts and everything. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm sending you pictures of this stuff. And, like, sometimes she responds. Sometimes it takes her a while. Sometimes she just reads it. But I know, like... Even if she just reads that message, like, that's a way of us communicating with each other. And, like, it kind of pushes forth, like, the the notion that, like, friendship is a very weird thing. Yep. And not something that's very, like, solidified. I think the word that they end up, like, defining it by is right. Yeah. Because they're just like, right? Right. 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 And the text's. Right. Can you imagine those phone bills? <laughs> a lot. 
A lot of money. God, God texting from Antarctica. Gotta be crazy. I mean, at least they have Wi-Fi in the, the station, so. That's true. That helps. Which I think, like, that was the only time they could text, because, like, they didn't have reception on the, the boat, obviously. Right. And the only time they got, like, actual, like, messages was, like, when they connect, they got to the station, and everyone was like, oh, well, I think uh, Suzuki was like, oh, I got an email. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a wi- we have Wi-Fi here, so that would be why. <laughs> that makes sense. So before that, it would so have been, like, not- Mari texting her from Australia. It would probably be okay. the last thing. Still probably expensive. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> maybe not as bad. Yeah. Uh, that leads us to episode number 11. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I sneezed. You did. <laughs> you ruined your birthday <laughs> with friends. I did. <laughs> uh, so episode 11 is probably my favorite episode of this series. Oh, this was such a good episode. And it was like, it was the episode that I was like, I mentioned to you, I was like, hey, when you watch this episode, like, tell me, because it's f-ing real good. Yeah, it was a good episode. It's probably my favorite, too. Yeah. Uh, it's called Bash That Drum Can. As the girls receive video messages from their friends and family, Hinata acts strangely when some old acquaintances of hers call, after which Shiraise spots her letting out her frustrations in private. Concerned about Hinata, Shiraise gets caught looking at email, an email sent by Hinata's former teammates in the track club. Hinata, Hinata explains that because of her talent, she was looked down upon by the third-year members who then spread bad rumors that led Hinata to quit school. While on a mission to set up solar panels and satellite markers, Shiraise manages to give Hinata some comfort over her dilemma. The next day, as the girls prepare for a live broadcast, Shiraise confronts Hinata's teammates over their action, giving Hinata some peace of mind. It's the nicest way to put it. That's, yeah. But yeah, like this is a it's a real interesting way to give Hinata finally some backstory because before this yeah. she really didn't know much about like like why did she quit school, why is she, why is she, why did she come on this journey with everyone, and with this you get like a good explanation of exactly all of that. So yeah. like, and it's also it's it's goofy because it starts off with you see Kimari with like a just a, <laughs> a giant tan mark on her face. That was funny. She's like trying to figure out how to get it gone for the the broadcast. And like she, like her family shows up, and like she's on camera, and they start start laughing at her. She's like, "Oh no, they're gonna spread it all over social media." <laughs> it's so funny. And then like, so she's dealing with that yeah. the whole episode. And then these people who knew Hinata show up, and and they're like, "Oh, we have some people who's here to to talk to Hinata," and she's like, "What?" And she sees them and like just immediately covers the cameras like, oh, I gotta go. And she writes, yep. like, that's weird. So she comes outside to see uh, Hina's out there like kicking the stove, yelling mm-hmm. off. And it's just like super, super mad in, in a way you haven't seen before. And she's like, and she is like, oh, God. <laughs> so she gets worried about her and like stumbles upon like this email that the teammates had sent her trying to apologize for what had happened, which obviously Shirase doesn't know about. And then the others come in while she's doing that, and Hinata gets real mad that Shiraise looked at that email, and then eventually opens up to everyone's like, you know, I was in the track team, I was selected to go do like regionals or whatever, something like that, and basically all the third years didn't want that. They wanted them to be the representatives, not not someone like me, 
and you hear like the third year is like talking like oh didn't you like try and keep her in line like why are you letting her do this and Hinata overhears it and like you just see her walking away and then she kind of talks about how that that eventually led her to just dropping out of school and the reason she wanted to come out here was like she could get away from everything like no one would know yeah. her it's a place with nothing to tie her down to anything and it's in a sense like for her it's a freedom that she hasn't had in quite some time and it's interesting because it's not exactly what you expect from her right well and the thing that i you know i guess it makes more sense um if you've watched more like sports anime it took me a minute to figure out what was happening right because um like they start it by saying like you know it doesn't matter what year you're in everybody go all out do your best and then like she was the only one that did do their best and got picked mm -hmm. and that it led to all the bullying, which I guess was this goes back to our discussion is love live a sports anime, but um, they had the same like third year discussion there too that like this was their last love live, they had to succeed, that kind of thing, right? And it was kind of that there, but like they had led her to believe that she could do like she should try her best, and it ended up with them like hating her. Like, there's a lot of uh tropes and sports manga and anime where you know you'll have the third years who are like this established brand and like maybe they're not there's like the uh, the younger kids are are better than them like they have more talent than them and the third years will come to resent those other players or teammates or mm -hmm. whatever and you get this sort of rivalry in that aspect and that's kind of like what happens here is that like you know the third years probably weren't as good as Hinata and because of that they didn't get picked and now they resent her tremendously because they're taking, she's taking an opportunity away from them that you know rightfully they probably didn't deserve, but because right. it's their last year, they feel like oh we need to do this, like it's our last opportunity to do this, and since they didn't get picked, like oh now we'll screw her essentially. Right, and so that led to her getting the the Japanese GED and working at the convenience mm -hmm. store until she could take her entrance exams. And then all this happens, like, while they have to go out on this, like, mission to to make, like, satellite markers and solar panels, all that sort of stuff. And they have to, like, camp out mm -hmm. and do all that. And then Shiraisei and Hinata kind of have this, like, heart-to-heart -heart when they're going to get water. Yep. About, like, everything and basically coming to terms with, like, hey, like, you know just because those people do that or like it's basically Hinata being like should I let these people like should I let them should I forgive them should I like accept their apology and Shiraisei's like look I don't know like that is that's for you to decide but like I don't think it's as cut and dry as like I sh you should or you shouldn't and the funniest part about this is that um like they're supposed to go get this water and at one point um Hinata and Shiraisei are going out and then uh <laughs> Mari's like, I should go with them, and uh, Idol Girl's like, no, 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 just, <laughs> no, 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 just no you're staying here. <laughs> you're staying with me. So even though she hasn't had friends before, she's more socially aware in that <laughs> sense. <laughs> so uh, sure, I say, and he had to hug it out, and then the next day, like, <clears throat> uh, Hina's former teammates come back, and they're like, we're gonna, you know, they're gonna give, try and talk to Hina again. And as soon as, like, the broadcast starts, Shiraisei gets in front of, like, the camera. like, you know, before we start, I have something to say. 
and she just like uh, she goes she goes immediately to Hinata's teammate and she's like hey I hear you want to like you want to have some sort of like apology you want to have forgiveness happen well you know what like for what you did to I'm her nice. <laughs> that's not gonna happen like I'm not like Hinata I'm not a nice person so here let me spell this out to you F- off <laughs> I mean specifically she says F- off which obviously it's isn't off. really going to matter because I'm bleeping these, but <laughs> the pee-off word. There you go. The pee-off. Because it's re- representative to, you know, what Hinata was saying earlier in the episode, but still just like Shiraisi being so petty to stand up and just standing up for her friend and just telling these people on camera to just be like, get the f*** out of here. Like, During the you. New Year's broadcast yeah. for their show. <laughs> it's, it's so good. good. Girls protecting girls. Girls being good friends. I love it. God, I remember watching that the first time just being like, this is the best. Like, holy Like, I love that she even says, like, I'm not a nice person, so I'm going to say this. Like, that is top tier petty moments. It was good. But, like, the bonding episodes that we had, like, earlier with Hinata and Shirase were necessary. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't have those, like, this is, like, it's still good, but it's not going to be as impactful or meaningful mm-hmm. if you don't have those previous episodes, so. Oh, man, I love this episode. <laughs> I thought it was so good. And Hinata's, like, so happy. <laughs> she just, like, breaks down. Uh, I remember, like, you, after we watched this, you just texted me, like, girls protected girls. I love it. <laughs> I do. I love girls protected girls. And I was like, yep, yep, yep. Well, because you kind of have, like, the, the trope going on there. Like, you know, girls being, like, mean and petty to each other and stuff within the the track t- mm-hmm. uh, team made her drop out of school. And so, like, this is completely turning that trope on its head. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been through this before. So instead of us being like that, you know what? I'm going to fight these guys. <laughs> sure, I say just proving how right or die she is she's like you want to fuck with my friends i will fuck with you yeah like i'm not like, scared to fight you <laughs> i don't know you guys i don't have to be nice <laughs> it's awesome. oh it's so good like it's hard it's hard not to think that like that's the moment of the year so far and the other two are just standing there like or sitting at the like newsroom desk that they have set up like oh um... <laughs> like i think at one point kimari's like uh sure i say are you do you you don't have to say that. And Shrice's like, no, I am saying this. <laughs> God, it's so good. So it uh, kind of, you know, Kamari doesn't really have to worry about her tan line anymore. No. <laughs> Something else stole the show. Like, there's just like that moment, like after she tells him the off her, like she just has this stern look and like the camera's just right in front of her. And it's mm-hmm. like perfect. Like that is the encapsulation of that entire moment. Yeah, that's another thing is the entire framing of that that scene, the way that they set it up visually is just really, really cool. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Let's... It was a peak. <laughs> it was a peak. Let's talk about the penultimate episode. Oh, this one was hard. It's called A Place Further Than the Universe. <laughs> wow. That's the, the name title of the, of the show. show. Usually you save that for the last episode. Usually you do. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah, this is a rough episode. Yeah, it is. It was really rough. 
Shirai is unsure how to feel when she is invited to join the others on a snowcat ride to where Takako was last heard from, fearing that there will be nothing left for her once she goes. After hearing Gin's reasoning for coming to Antarctica despite knowing that Takako is dead, Shirai reminds herself of the effort she put in to earn the money she saved before deciding to join the others on their mission. As the team spend the night in the middle of a blizzard, Shirai hears from Gin and Tak and gets ugh, Shirai hears from Gin about Takako's final words before Mari gives her her thanks for thanking or for taking her to Antarctica. Upon arriving at a site of her own observatory, Mari and the others search for proof that Takako was there, managing to find a laptop belonging to her. Logging onto it, Shiraise breaks into tears as it retrieves all the emails she had sent to Takako that never got to be read. Ooh, buddy. Oof. Oof. This was a really good episode, I think, for Shiraise, in terms of, like, what? why is she here? Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, throughout the entirety of the series so far, it's been, I gotta get here because my mom is here. I gotta get here because my mom is here. I gotta And then she has this opportunity thing. to go where her mom was lost, and she's like, I, no. And, like, you, you hear her, hear from her, like, throughout this episode, like, you know, she's like, I'm here. I've seen everything my mom has seen, but, like, I don't know what is, like, is this really doing anything for me? Yeah. Is this giving me closure of any kind? And she's really struggling with, like, the idea that it's not. Like, she came here. She saw everything her mom saw. She came to, like, where her mom was last, for last was. And it's not helping her. And I thought that, like, that was a real interesting dynamic. I and mean, just an idea in general to, to have her confront that. Ex- extremely head on. Well, and an interesting thing about it is... Um... I don't know that she says it blatantly in this way, but she does say a few times, like, you know, it's pretty and all, but, like, is it worth my mom leaving me mm-hmm. to be here? Yeah. Um, like I said, she doesn't say it exactly in those terms, but that's basically what's implied is, like, you know, I thought that coming here it would be, like, a completely life-changing, like, everything would be beautiful type scenario, and I would understand why she was here, and I don't. Or at least, like, it would be, be cathartic, give her closure finally, and it doesn't give her any of those. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's... It's it's very interesting that they go with that route. And I think it works It works really well, especially because, like, she has that talk with Gein where <laughs> she just opens up, like, Taka goes dead. Like, look, we need to be frank about this. And, like, there there was totally an opportunity where, like, I, we could not have come back on this on this expedition. But I wanted to come back because, you know, I thought that was what she would want. Even though, like, hey, we don't know what she would want. But, like, I feel like she would push me to do this. And it's something that I would want. It. I wanted to do personally. And, like, that helps put things into perspective. First, should I say as well. And then they go on the 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 snowcat ride with with them and um if i'm not wrong correct me if i am wrong but isn't her death part of the reason why their funding was so difficult to come by i believe so i mean because they were saying that like they lost a member and so that it was hard to get people to support them again yeah like that's that's a, that's gonna be a big thing in general like if oh there was a someone died on your expedition like it's gonna be hard to convince people hey you should be able to go back if someone died during it the last time you went but yeah i think that's that's either very very much implied or outright spoken at some point in the the series Mm. but yeah they go on that on that ride and then they kind of have to go through the the same conditions that 
that uh that happened on the the day or the night that Takako died, and mm-hmm. they have to experience all that. And basically, Shiraise has to talk with Gene about about basically that that night, and then also Maurice is like, "Hey, thanks for taking me to Antarctica. It's really cool here." Like, I probably wouldn't have liked it if I was here by myself, but being here with all you guys is real cool. <laughs> so that kind of helps sure I say a little bit. And then, like, they go to, like, they, they finally get to the, like, the observatory, and, like, it's just the rest of them being like, we gotta find something, we gotta find something. And sure I say, like, guys, there's, like, there's probably nothing here. Like, you, you're going, <laughs> you're going 100 miles an hour for no reason, really. And they're like, no, there's gotta be something here. There's gotta be something here. And then they, they find her laptop. Takako's laptop and it has like a photo of Takako and Shiraise on it and you get that scene at the very end where somehow it boots up even though it's been frozen for like three years yeah that was what I was trying to figure out I was like how does it still work and how <laughs> is it still question. charged I'm imagining that if, if she probably had to charge it for a bit <laughs> that's just probably, me probably but, but yeah. like was the charger also frozen there that's a great question but yeah it's a little suspension disbelief but yeah yeah. You get that moment where like she has to uh put in the password and she like fails the first time and then like sees the picture and like I guess puts in her birth date or something. It's kinda like what we were figuring. And mm-hmm. she's able to log in and goes to like the emails and then like clicks on like just refresh and to find new emails and then like she just gets like all these emails coming in from her that she had sent her mom over the years and it's just like like a thousand emails or something like that mm-hmm. that just come in and she just breaks down then and there. It's rough. It is rough. And like there's a part that um like they're explaining what happened to her mom and she's saying, you know, she didn't know if she tripped and fell or if she went back for something or what, but like that's why she went missing. And like I was wondering if maybe the laptop had something to do with it. It would make sense. Yeah. Like maybe Like they were maybe leaving that's what she that went- observatory and she left it so she went back to get it and then the blizzard came and she got caught up in it that's that's what i was thinking because they were in the snowcat when they were waiting for the transmissions mm-hmm. so it would make sense that they were leaving that and she went back for it yeah um but we we get to hear like her last words saying that it was beautiful and all and like i i actually have like a weird curiosity of like did they ever find her but when it when it's doing blizzardy conditions and stuff in Antarctica, I highly doubt they did. Yeah, I'd, I would highly doubt it as well. Like they probably look tried to go look for her, but like they wouldn't. They didn't have any any idea like where she would have ended up. Right. So well, and if it like a lot of snowfall, then like you know, you never know. And I don't think Japan is as like weird about having bodies as like the West is. Yeah. Like the West is really adamant on like we have to have a body. And I don't think Eastern cultures are as like stuck on that. Right. Anyway, this episode was hard. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard. It's very emotional, especially at the end. Yeah. But uh that leads us to the uh the last episode. Mhm. Episode 13. It's called We'll Go on Another Journey Someday. With their time in Antarctica drawing to a close, 
The girls decide to play a game of baseball. Oh, that's a baseball with all the team members oh, before that's they leave. A <laughs> After which, Shiraisei decides to cut her hair. At their farewell party, Shiraisei gives a speech on her thoughts of Antarctica, making a promise to come again. As the girls take their leave, Gin discovers one final email in Takako's outbox addressed to Shiraisei, containing a photo she took of the Aurora Australis, <laughs> which the girls get to witness themselves. Upon arriving in Japan and parting ways with each other, Shiraisei reveals she has left her earnings in, 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 in Antarctica, while Mari discovers that Megami has gone to the Arctic. So this was a, a fun episode where like, it begins with with them going out and doing some stuff, and then like one of the older expedition members is like, "Hey, it's you know you only got a few more days left here. You better use them wisely. If you want to do something, you know you better let us know." And then Kimari's just like, "Well, what if we just stayed with everyone? That'd be all right, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, we can't." No. So they do this like they just they they play baseball. <laughs> Yeah, they get uh, they get snow like shaved ice, mm -hmm. and um, they get to. I don't remember if it was this episode or another episode. They get to take pictures with penguins, um, and so they use the like shaved ice uh, syrup to make the baseball thingy. What are those called? Diamonds. Yeah, basically the the lines and everything. Yeah, so so they do that. Turns out that uh, the expedition lady is like super good pitcher well kind of she beans the the dude had a crush on her right in the ribs i think she purposefully <laughs> did that though but yeah she she is a uh she is a good softball pitcher she has a good underhand mm -hmm. technique and everyone's just like oh god how are we gonna get a hit off her and then one of them's like well where uh, takako was able to do it and then <laughs> shiraisei goes up to bat and she's just like uh, <laughs> and is able to like hit a huge home run yeah, they're never getting that ball back. Out of the, the, the park. The way that they animated it, it like, goes to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> like, Hinata's in the alpha, and they're like, Hinata, catch it. It's just like, zoom, like, way overhead. She's like, nope. <laughs> Not doing that. <laughs> Literally, it just goes to the sun, and in the animation, I thought that was so funny. I'm like, all right, well, cool. That ball is going on a trip. <laughs> Uh, so they get to have fun. They get to have fun. Uh, after that, Shirai says, like, I'm going to cut my hair. And then <laughs> Kimari walks out with <laughs> with clippers and is like, I'll clippers. do it. <laughs> and everyone's like, no. Yeah, it was established uh, a little bit ago that uh, Kimari cuts her own hair. And everybody's like, so that explains, that explains the bangs. It. And she's like, what? They look good. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Man, She has, like, a shaver. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna shave your head. I'm like, oh, that she wants it short, not that short. And then like they're like, oh, how how short do you want it? And she's like, just goes like shoulder length. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? <laughs> and then uh, the expedition leader is like, you are your mother's daughter. Yeah, I'm glad this ends with like the the great trope of character cutting their hair to signify significant change in their in their life. Oh, I'm such a for that trope <laughs> I love it <laughs> are you okay yeah. Buster Wolf <sighs> I love that trope it's great it's so good it's really good 
Uh, so yeah, they have a big uh, farewell party for for the girls. They make they make them a banner. It's cute. It's got their faces on it. It's really good. Little, little chibi faces yeah. of them. And uh, sure, I say gives a speech about you know what she thought of Antarctica, like everything that's happened, her mom and everything, and is like, and she says she's gonna come back. She wants to come back essentially. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Basically, the girls get flown off back to the boat where they're going to set sail back to Australia and then eventually back to Japan and all that sort of stuff. Hmm? Uh, they're very bummed that they didn't really get to see the, the Aurora. Like, oh, we didn't get to see it. And then while they're on the, the boat, it, they're able to see it better. Like, oh, it's real good. Yeah, because it was like mostly daytime the entire time they were in Antarctica. Yeah. So it was hard for them to see it. And then on the boat, they were able to lay down on the... On the deck. On the deck and see it. And then, like, before that, you see, like, because uh, uh, Shiraisei gives Gein, like, the laptop, and she's like, I don't need this anymore. You can have it. You can probably do some good stuff with this. And she finds, like, the the the, the, the message that wasn't sent to Shiraisei. And then, like, while they're watching the Aurora, she gets that email, and Shiraisei's like, oh, what the f***? Yeah, my mom? What? And it's just a picture of like of the same thing they're looking at. And she's like, the the picture doesn't do it justice or something like that. And she's yeah. just like, yeah, she's right. And they all like just uh, get to watch that themselves. And then eventually they get back to Japan. Uh, Kimari, they're like at the station. Kimari's like, let's just go our separate ways here. It'll be fine. You know, like just because we're leaving now doesn't mean we're not going to be friends or anything. You know, we'll still hang out and everything. And uh, it'll be a-okay. So, uh, basically, you get to see everyone kind of go back to uh, to where they were. Like, Kimari has, like, a welcoming party with her family. We're very excited to see her. Uh, Hinata brings a ship for, like, the manager of the convenience store. Yep. <laughs> it's like, here you go. Because, like, I guess there was, like, this, like, little collage of Antarctica stuff on the, the front of the store. Um, sure, I say, goes back home and, like... Um, I guess praise at like her mother's like little tribute thingy in her house, like a memorial, yeah, memorial type that thing. thing. Uh, Yuzuki goes back to her mom, who is like real happy to yeah. see her hat falls off. And uh, basically, the end of the 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 series is Kimari like kind of going back to her room and laying in bed, and she gets a message from like. She, she texts Megami, like, hey, I'm back. I'm back in Japan. And Megami texts back, like, oh, that's a shame. I'm in the Arctic. Sends a picture. Yeah. And she's like, what? <laughs> and... Also, there was a shot, and I don't remember where it was, when they're like, hey, at least you have the million uh, yen. Yeah. She's like, yeah, about that. And um, it shows, like, where they found the laptop. She, like, she left. Basically, yeah. froze her gloves and then put the the, the money, money there, and it says like treasure mm-hmm. or something on it. And they're like, what? And they're like, why would you, why would do, you do that? that? <laughs> Which I mean, solid question, but I think probably what it was is that she accomplished what she wanted to accomplish. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. But also, like a million yen is a lot of it's money. A lot of so... money. Yeah, I mm. don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, Maybe she'll grab it back in one of her future trips. There you go. And he's like, you know what? I'm kind of hurting for money. I'm just gonna go back there and grab this. Yeah. But yeah, that's how the series ends. 
It was really, really good. Yeah. I, I very much enjoyed it. I'm glad you uh, you liked it. Indeed, indeed. Also, hey, I watched um, what the freaking name is that other anime? What the freaking name of the other anime? I watched that one when it was simulcast. Which one? Why am I blanking on the name? I don't know which one you're talking about, so I'm very confused. Yes, you do. It was based on the game. Uh. <laughs> uh. Caligula. Yes, Caligula. Okay, I yeah. watched that one too. So you've watched so three. I have watched, watched three that are you are over budget. Current. Wow. <laughs> Look at me go. Look at you go. But yeah, that's a, that's a place further than the universe. It's a place that's further it, than the universe. It was awesome. It was really, really good. It had some, some hurdy moments, but overall, I really, really enjoyed it. Good, good, good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> basically, like... If you don't have friends that are ride or die like this, or like Chica, then like you don't have real friends. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. True. Uh, I mean, after this after this recording, I'm gonna be submitting my friendship contract to you. My uh, my attorney and my notary have uh, looked it over. Oh they God. have signed it, stamped it. <laughs> They're ready to sign, seal, and deliver. We've been friends for years, dude. <laughs> years. <laughs> That would be very awkward. Be like, hey, you want to do a friendship contract now? If you don't think that I would fight any of your friends oh, yeah. for being me, you, you don't know me. That's true. <laughs> and vice versa. I would, I, I would fight them. <laughs> they have like this tiny person come up and I'm like, what the heck, man? <laughs> like, um, you realize you are small, right? Like, yes, I know. Small but fight. Fight even harder now. Point out my height. Mm. It was awesome, though. I'm glad you made me watch it. Heck yeah! One more down on my uh, my watch list. True. The the watch list keeps whittling away. Yeah, it does. But there's also like a lot of other stuff on there. So true. I'm not gonna run out of content anytime soon. Yeah. It's just a matter of me like getting to it. That's also true. All right. Well, I think it's going to wrap this episode up then. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like more from us, go to seasonlimitcheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like the aforementioned Season Limit Checkup and Jared Now Watch podcast, which we mentioned both in this episode. Wow. Look at us. Look at us. Dual branding. Try branding. <laughs> Try branding. <laughs> uh, there's also comments and reviews on the site as well. If you want to follow Ann Ladium, go to AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. So we're do Twitter. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Next week, we have not even thought about. No. So I couldn't tell you what we're going to talk about. No, but, um, you know, things happen. Also, I'll have to come up with something like before Friday because I'm going to lose myself on Friday. Oh, right. Right. 
I mean, it, I mean, depending on when I finish it, we might could talk about that. We might, we might open up the grab bag. Yeah. So there's a possibility for that. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, look but, forward to uh, something next week. It'll be great. It will, it will be great. It's always great. It's always great. But until then, uh, watch out for Antarctica. And penguins. And penguins. They're smelly, Cramps. but good. Smelly, but good. <laughs>